Happy four o'clock hour here on this Friday. You have made it. The weekend is here. It is Trash Talk Friday. Let's do it. Don Davenport here. Brent Doherty has the day off. He is traveling with his son, Connor. Mm -hmm. A little uh, official football visit out in Charlotte. So they're having a good time. Um, Joe Hunk also off. So we've got BB, Brett Bachelor behind the glass. That's a whole lot of bees. And then we got this guy. Come on. Hey. Oh, BB. <laughs> I'm in the building. I'm in the building. What up, y'all? Hey. And from Nashville, Tennessee, at six foot eight, at power forward, Ron Slay. <laughs> Don't you just like feel Y'all the Y'all better buckle up. This car ain't got no roof. <laughs> yeah, it's going down. Car ain't got no roof. Mm-hmm. Sorry, BB. I thought you knew. Top of the hour. Top of the hour. No, I do. That's my fault. I was focused on all the live reads and all that. That I just, that's on me. <laughs> There's a lot going on back <laughs> there. I'll take, I'll take full responsibility. I will mm-hmm. say this. Our producers of our show do not get enough credit. Yeah. For yeah. dealing with us. They don't. Because we put it for, on For A, dealing with us, yeah. and then B, dealing with everything else they have to deal with. And we put the heat on y'all, man. That's, yeah. what, we, that's what we do. Phone we lines do, like, are have lit. To, have to pay attention. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we came into this show, Slay and I talked a bunch yesterday after our show because of what Marshall Falk and Greg Cosell said. And we just really dove in on this Titans offense. And if... The Titans way, Titans football, yeah. so to speak, and what that's turned into, if that can win a Super Bowl. Right. And that led us down the Tannehill conversation path, and that led us down the Todd Downing conversation and play calling path. And uh, all of you are down that path with us. So if you want in, 615-737-1045, Twitter, at 3HL1045, at Don Davenport TN, at Ron Slay 35. Uh, you can get in the conversation that way. Watch us on Zone TV at zonetv.com. Yep. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Please. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all it. of there you those. Go, Babsy. Yes. Jump on in. <laughs> Uh, and we'll we'll be sure to well I say we'll uh, Slay will read your comments yeah, we on the chat you. and y'all going y'all going off y'all going off sometimes I struggle to do I got you know three or four things at once so hi Babs is great in other ways yes Moses uh, is in the building Moses on this Friday hi <laughs> one of our Fabulous employees here at Cumulus. Moses just walked in the building. Um, let's go ahead and jump back into the phone lines because we have loaded lines now. Okay. Where do you want to go? Let, let's let's dive into this. before. But before we dive into this. Oh, yes. Listen, sorry. Vanderbilt, breaking news. Breaking news, people. Vanderbilt promotes Joey Lynch to offensive coordinator, hires Alex Bailey as wide receivers coach. So uh, Clark Lee over there making moves. You know, it's a little silent, but it's now it's noisy. So. Y'all go shout out to Vandy and shout out to Shea Ralph too. We're gonna get into this a little bit later. They got a big time win again over a Kentucky team, man. So um shout out to the Commodores. They said you said they're not Lady Commodores anymore. So yeah, Commodores. Yeah, I think but, they got rid of the lady part, right? Yep, they did. Let's dive into the phone lines. Um, Babs, who you wanna who you wanna hit first? Let's go with Um, by the way, real quick, uh Lynch was their pass game coordinator and their go. QB's coach you, for Vanderbilt last year. So now Thank he's you. the OC. There you mm-hmm. go. Um, I don't care. All right, look, listen, listen. Listen, people, we're gonna go with Dan in the car. That's hey Dan. What up, Dan? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Afternoon. 
Okay, so the last series of downs that the Titans had, it's first and ten. You give Derrick Henry the ball, he goes nine yards. Second and one, you give him the ball again, you pick up substantial gain. Yep. You do a repeat, then you give Foreman the ball, he gets a 42-yard gain, you're in the red zone. Or at least within Bullock's range. So why are you throwing the ball? Why aren't you just keeping it on the ground? Worst case scenario, you burn up the clock, kick a field goal, it gives uh, Bengals a longer field and less time to do what they did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, Dan. You know what? So Greg Cosell got into that and answered that question. Like, it's that's one of those ifs and filths, you know, because... <laughs> You know, and you know what you know what I say, man. They're at the corner store waiting for I say if, ifs and buts were candies and candy <laughs> yeah. and nuts. Yeah, and I'm ifs and uh, fifths. Slay's going ifs and fifths. <laughs> yeah, I don't people know love it at the corner store. Like, yeah. who? What, where, That's me. Slayism. You said it yesterday. It's a slayism. <laughs> so, listen, man, you got that. But he I, said, it's though. It's easy to sit here and second say guess, that. play yeah, call. I, and Vrabel even said it. Like, yep. you... You know, yeah, sure, there's one or two that you want back, but yep. it's like, what do they, what has he seen from the defense? What has he yep. seen in that time? I mean, it's very easy to sit here and say, why didn't you just run the ball right. the entire time? I mean, right. it, their clock management during that drive was weird yep. to me. I didn't, I didn't understand that mm-hmm. either. I mean, there's, it's very so easy much. to sit here and say, why didn't you do this? But, I right. mean, and you can also say, well, Ryan Tannehill, why did you throw the ball there to the other go. team? Throw the ball away. Get rid of it. Do yep. something differently. So it's it's certainly very simple. But, I mean, it it his call goes along the line of what we're talking about when it comes to play calling and decision making right. and right. route concepts yep. uh, for what, you know, the Titans do did this year and continue to do under Todd Downing. And so I've been saying this. And you and we, can question Yeah, that. we're going to you, get you the caller. Stay right there. But I've been saying this leading up to this point. I remember I said to, I, I think I said it in the chat, or maybe it was to somebody who was sitting beside me. Um, but why, I, I, Mike Hilton had an opportunity in the first quarter to pick this same play. And nobody saw that. But then this is what lit Blaine's fuse. Blaine said he went back and saw them talking about that on the sideline. Mike Hilton said, I know he ain't going to throw that again. I know he ain't, and if he does, I'm going to pick it. Right. That's what made Blaine go back and watch the film. He said, wait a minute, I got to see this. So when he went back and saw it, he said, oh, man, that I was could do NFL the same thing. Films that, was, that released you go. that, yep. that, that, that audio because they were mic'd up over yep. there. So he didn't. I believe it was in the first quarter, if I'm not mistaken, the time that Mike Hilton missed it. So he run it again in the third, and now Mike Hilton was talking about it on the sideline, so he's been looking for it. So they showed him the same look, and it was just happened to be that same call. So he knew it was he coming. He knew it was coming. So that's the elementary of the play calling. And that's where stuff like that comes out, stuff like the Bengals saying, we knew exactly what they were going to do, they, yeah. or I knew this was coming. Yeah. And, and there were multiple examples of that the after the game yep. or throughout the game that mm-hmm. were released after the game. Yep. And that is where a lot of people have an issue with what the Titans were doing offensively. Now, right. here's your question, though. Okay. Are they doing that because they didn't feel like personnel-wise they were in a position to do something different? 
Did they not? Did Todd Downey not have all the trust in Ryan Tannehill? Did he not have the trust in how his offensive line was playing that game or in that moment in yeah. in the, those times? Did he not like Derrick Henry? Wasn't Derrick Henry? No, a hundred percent. He was not Derrick Henry. Now right. we had a caller earlier who said he wasn't Derrick Henry. Why do you play him? Why do you look when Derrick Henry says he's ready to go and the doctors say there. he's ready to go? You put that dude on the field. Would you? Would you? Would you like Vrabel to come to the podium and explain to you why Derrick Henry saying he's a hundred percent? The doctor said he's free to go, and that's why you didn't play him. And then you lost that game, right? Because you, cause like, if we're gonna do ifs and fifths, and the people at the corner store ain't the only one that like it, and we like it, we are gonna drink <laughs> it this time. Hey, come on! I mean, talk to us. Yeah. So you want to get one more before we go to break? Yeah, or? let's get one more before. All right, here break. we go. Let's hey, go with in. number four. All right, number four. Devin. Number four is Devin from Pennsylvania, PA. What up, Devin? There you guys. There you go. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Don Slay, I just want to say how much I appreciate you guys coming on this radio station. I've listened to the station for over 20 years. Y'all have had such a positive impact on the radio station, on sports in Nashville, and I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. I wanted to bring up, just wanted to say, pump the brakes on. Mike Vrabel being the coach of the year, if you're going to jump on the offensive coordinator, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can't you can't have both okay. because I tell you what I love Mike Vrabel I love him, but if you're going to say Todd Downing sucks, you can't say Mike Vrabel is the coach of the year. So I just think there needs to be a better balance. Secondly, I'd just like to say the uh, the mask that you're talking about, Slay. Mm-hmm. There's no mask. King Henry is King Henry. Right. He he's a diesel engine. Mm-hmm. He needs some time to warm up, and nobody brought it up prior to the game last weekend. But he wasn't ready. He need he should have played the week before mm-hmm. just to get ready, just to get that that the diesel engine primed and ready to go. Yeah. I just you know, and and the last thing I like to say, I think I, I think J Rob is going to do something big this offseason. Titans fans, don't get upset. But I think he's going to be a big – there's going to be a big blockbuster trade. I think it's okay if we get rid of King Henry so we can have the money, the cap money, to do something big that we can get somebody in here that we can go over the top with. So I, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you letting me call in. God bless you guys. Y'all take care. Thank you, Devin. Thanks, man. Appreciate Devin. it, brother. Appreciate your loyalty, too, by the way. 20-year <sighs> listener. Talking about trading Derrick Henry. Hey, okay. All right. You okay. want to light the diesel? <laughs> you want to prime we, it? it is. We have to take a break, but what Devin just said plays right into this conversation <laughs> of can the Titans win a Super Bowl with this kind of offense? Yes. Run first, play defense, solid defense. Can they win a Super Bowl? Playing Titans play football. Playing Titans football. <laughs> Greg Cosell's oh, yeah. sound talking about that, where he says no. Yes. That's coming up next. Stay, stay tuned. Only because it's Friday. Okay. Hey. I ain't say a word. Hey, look, 
BB is giving me my country. You asked for it. Hey, BB <laughs> just delivering. That's all. <laughs> Welcome back, 3HL on 104.5 The Zone. Don Davenport alongside Ron Slay, Brent Dorn. The mayor is off. He'll be back on Monday. No worries. Uh, and Brett Bachelor behind the glass playing that intro song, making my country roots happy right there. <laughs> Good job, BB. Um, all right. I mentioned before the break, uh, about what Greg Cosell, who NFL films, um, <clears throat> NFL matchup, mm-hmm. uh, always talks about or always comes on our show every week and talks about what the tape shows. Now, Slay, I, BB, I don't know if you included the que- Slay's question in it. You did? Okay. So this leads straight into our conversation about Titans football and what the Titans do offensively. This is what Slay asked Greg Cosell yesterday. Watching the league the way you watch it, and you watch film day in and day out of the season, and the last couple of seasons, is this the type of style offense that you can go win a championship with then? I would argue no for this reason. In my view, based on film study mm-hmm. and based on what I'm sure you guys saw when you watched you know, Sunday night's game, because that's who they're competing with yeah. in addition to the team they lost to, yeah. Um, your run game and your pass game must operate independently of one another because you never know when they're going to be needed in a given game. Mm-hmm. We can sit here and debate Derrick Henry all day long, and Derrick Henry definitely did not have the same burst and velocity. Uh, he definitely looked a step slower, but that's not the point. He was playing. Right. So now we've gone two years in a row in the playoffs where Derrick Henry – was taken away by the opposing defense, okay? Mm-hmm. Last year against Baltimore, this year against Cincinnati. So what happens next? So now you have to have a pass game that operates independently of your run game. Mm-hmm. And to me, again, just from you know film study for years and years, and you guys know I talk to coaches as well, you know, I that is to me a very important point. You must be able to line up and throw the football. On any given down, you know, multiple looks, multiple formations, multiple personnel packages, motion shifts, you must be able to do that. Uh, You know, I mean, the reality is the Titans are competing with, and I know they beat these teams earlier in the year, and that's great. It's regular season. It's Right, it's regular season. You know, they are now competing with the Bengals, the Bills, the Chiefs, okay, and potentially the Chargers if they can improve yes. in, certain, in certain areas. Are you going to beat those teams? And no knock on Mike Vrabel whatsoever. You know, one thing I learned early is there's 10 different ways to win. Are you going <laughs> to beat those teams playing what is now perceived as Titans football? There you go. That's how Greg Cosell answered that question thought it was interesting in the very next segment we had on Marshall Falk. Here's how he answered that question, and then we'll jump into your calls. From a Titan perspective, can the Titans get over that hump and win a Super Bowl with the kind of offensive style that they have in today's NFL? They can. We're watching, you're watching San Francisco. You're watching the 49ers. But, but here's, my, here's my thing about the Titans. There's no reason why they can't be dynamic on offense. They have the components. Yeah. I don't know why they're playing that type of game. Like it, it, I, I, I just, I, I really don't understand why they're playing that type of game. They have the components. 
to 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 be dynamic. I mean, I've I've watched him go up and down the field. Um, I mean, Tannehill for as limited as he looked like in Miami. Um, somebody's worked with him in, in his accuracy and his ability to lead, and um, you know, not just run around the field, but actually throw the ball around the field. Uh, he's he's improved, man. They, there's no reason they shouldn't be dynamic. I, I don't understand why they're you know. Maybe it's Brable. He you know he likes the that old archaic way, or maybe he thinks that that's the best way to protect his defense. But offensively, they have it. Well, okay. Two two well different but similar answers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's basically saying. So Falk is saying yes. He thinks they can win with that kind of offense. Cosell is is kind of saying no because you have to have the passing component. But what Falk is saying is, yes, they can win with the kind of offense that they run because they have the components to be able to do exactly what Greg Cosell was talking about. Falk was saying, I just don't see them doing it. Why not? Right. So they're honestly, one said yes, one said no yesterday, but they're basically saying the same thing. Yeah, and I mean, so what side do you go with? I mean, you're, you're... you listen to the Cosell side. Makes plenty of sense. Understanding that. You listen to Falk. But basically, Falk was kind of saying the same thing. That So he's saying no, not with what they're doing now, so, so, almost. But yes, they have the components to be able to do what Greg Cosell is talking about. To be able to have... Now, this, this depends on if you believe in Tannehill as mm-hmm. a quarterback, too. But to be able to have a pass game that is that can exist separately from your run game. Let me ask you this, Babs. With all of that being said, and I think we agree on both, common denominator is the OC. Todd Downing? I, I, it's not Tannehill. <laughs> See, so when I heard Greg speak this way, and then I heard Falk come back and say the exact same thing mm-hmm. in a different – Different stance. I it made you, me be like, hold on. You immediately go to OC. I, I, I have no choice. Minus the turnovers, like, and then so you ask yourself, why is he in that situation to throw the ball right there? No, minus the turnovers is a big comment. Huge. But why does he not have another outlet? Why is it not more when you got guys like that? You got a guy in Hillard. You got a guy in AJ, Julio, Ferkser, NWI. He's way better at a third. We said this two weeks ago. He's way more comfortable as a third option, NWI. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I can't. you don't. But what you don't have, and this is, this is a. a I'm standing up for Todd Downing in uh-huh. this in this instance. What you don't have is consistency from all of those weapons, except for AJ, know. really. Yeah, but even weapons. I mean, even AJ, when you deal with hamstring injury and shoulder and whatever he dealt with this year, but what you don't have as an offensive coordinator is consistency from your quarterback, from your offensive line, from your weapons. Okay, so with that being said, does he get a pass then to see if all the weapons are healthy next year? And you go through the same thing next year, and then by year, by game five or six. With all the weapons, you don't see any evolution of it? Do you pull the trigger in midseason? No, you can't, can't. do that. That's a can't. debacle. Remember, we were asking him to pull the pull the trigger in midseason and change the, the script. 
Change the strategy. Do that Couldn't do that either. No. So it's got to be a decision made. Either it's Titans football or you move on. You can't move on want. from Tannehill. Okay. All right. Well, they can't. well, here we go. Here we go. Lines are loaded. People, Dale. Talk to us, Dale. What's up, DD and Headband Ron? <laughs> How you doing, bro? Hey, <laughs> doing good. Hey, I do have a problem with Rabel calling down him great. I don't think you can call anybody great unless they're in the Hall of Fame or at least they're top three in the league they're playing in. And Downing is not the top third, top three offense coordinator in the AFC Conference, not alone the league. So he's not. And J. Rob went back and fixed defense after our debacle last year. I think he'll do the same thing to the offense this year. Get us a tight end, slot receiver, and an offense coordinator who can't be predicted by players on the other side by watching a little film. Can't watch play the first quarter and go, if they throw that again, I'm going to pick it off, and it gets called two quarters ago later, and you pick it off. That's too predictable. Too predictable. You're right. Agreed. Appreciate that. Why Why is it so predictable, though? Like That's, You know me. I'm always like, but why? But why? Great but why? <laughs> like, great I drive question. everybody nuts. But why is it predictable? Is it predictable because Todd Downing is not in a position where he's capable of doing the job to where it's not predictable? Is it predictable because, like I said, you have no consistency in your weapons? Is it predictable because you don't have the trust or confidence in your quarterback's ability to do things? Is it predictable because you don't have confidence that your offensive line is going to protect long enough for you to be able to do anything? Why is it predictable? Gosh, Babs. I'm sorry. I'm just happy. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know. Why? 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 Know. Why? Why? <laughs> but why? But why, Mom? Why? Why? Sit back. We're Are you there. all like just like reliving your hey, child's? Hey, man! I tell you what. Woo! Shoot. Uh, da, 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 da. That is so much to unpack. Good stuff from Dale. Uh, <laughs> who, who else wants to jump? Oh my goodness! <laughs> sorry, um, baby. Uh, yeah, that was rough. <laughs> Let's go to Smyrna. Philip's been on the line for a while okay. there on six. Let's check in with Philip. Hey, what up, Philip? Hey, what's up, guys? Can you hear me? Yes. It's a little windy out here. It's snowing. We see it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, man, I just wanted to come on the radio. That's the second time I've ever called. I called in uh, before the game last week, and I even said it before the game started. I said, there's no pressure on any of our one players. All of our players are immaculate. They're top star, five-star players, professionals. They know what to do. I said it before. I said there's going to be problems with having Derrick Henry in the game, being rusty before the game started and being rusty in the game. Now, with that being said, something's wrong there. If the coaches did not see Foreman runs off a 40-yard run, but then sits there and keeps giving the ball off to Derrick Henry. That clearly showed that he was still rusty. Why he didn't come in on a 20-play limit, I don't know. Why he didn't come in on the Texans game, I don't know. But I know this. The offensive coordinator did not do his job. He did not call the right plays with the right personnel in. And he also failed to notice to see what was going on in the game. Because i tell you this. Ray Charles saw what was going on in that game. Mm-hmm. And if he would have been our coach, I promise you, he would have made the right plays with the right personnel in a running back 
and got that first down and several first downs that we missed out on by a yard or half a yard. I just wanted to see what y'all think about that, and I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, Philip. I, I I think you can go a lot of different ways with that, man, because do you bring – was he cleared? Like, how do we know he was cleared? If we say, Like, a lot of people are saying the Houston game. Like, he wasn't activated until – the Friday, Friday before, before the yeah. yeah before the game is the actual game of the playoff game. So I mean we can't really just say we should have brought him back for the Houston game. That would that would have been two weeks prior to when he was activated. Also, so I mean that's one of those you damned if you do, damned if you don't to me. Um, but I think you spot on with just the, the OC. I, I think that it, it all comes to him. You having a feel for your team, and that's why. I say the analytics, sometimes you got to throw them out the window because you got to go with your gut and the feeling and the pulse of the team at times to see exactly where you are, what needs to be called, how you need to manage the game. Because sometimes you may have to scratch the whole script and go with something totally different depending on what's working and not what's supposed to work in those uh, instances. So great call from you, Philip. And Jaron Watts is active on the chat. He said, um, is Vrabel too attached to the run game or is Downing just that bad? as an um, uh, offensive coordinator. Well, uh, let me say this, though. Yes. When you have Derrick Henry and you see what he did all year and has done for the last two years when he quit running soft, uh, (laughs) when you have that guy, like, I would be attached to the freaking run game, too. Yeah. Why? I mean, honestly. Because everybody When you have that guy that's that dominant. There you go. Then there you go. I understand why you're attached to the run game. And how? And this is another thing. If even if you're knocking Rust off and you decide to play him, you know by giving him ten to twelve carries isn't isn't efficient enough for Derrick Henry to get the max out of a Derrick Henry. Everybody that's called in says Derrick Henry is a guy that gets stronger as the game goes on. So who's who's to say? That 10 to 12 carries were it. What if it took 25 to 30 carries for him to get stronger? Derrick Henry has been very vocal. You know what I'm saying? About that. Yeah, he wants like, it. He like, is not a 10, 12 carry a game guy. He's not. He, that does not. There you go. He doesn't get going. Yep. Now he had 20 carries in this right. game for just 62 yards. Yep. But all um, it takes is one. Right. With him. But he's not a – he has been very honest and vocal. Like, I I do not function well as a player with 10 to 12 carries. That's yeah. not his thing. That's yep. not – he needs the juice to get yep. going. Yep. Now, clearly, he wasn't himself. So, uh, Jay-Z and Nash – or what is it? At Jay-Z Nash 615 on Twitter. <laughs> uh <laughs> It's kind of funny. I mean, he's not wrong, but uh, he said the Patriots beat the Rams playing this kind of ball in the Super Bowl. End of discussion. Let's talk gambling and stuff that matters now. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Jesse. I feel you, Jay-Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey. and, he, and he's right there, too. Do you remember yes, that? I do. That 13 to, what yeah. was it? 13 to 3 Super Bowl. My only thing about Pats that is run? it he's and he he was it was Belichick and he's adapted to whatever works for that game when he comes into it cuz you've also seen Belichick be like okay I'm going to go with the air raid also and yeah. he air it out the entire game. You know, he's a guy that has balance and he knows what to take advantage of. So maybe it was bleeding the clock and controlling the game um on the ground in that situation like that's a totally different thing. You're talking about a guy that wins chips. I mean, compared to a guy that hasn't won one right now. So, 
Let's just hold on on that one. You want to take Julian Steve Edelman real quick? was the MVP of that game. See, there you go. Still, still there you go. Though. Still, that like even you know. though you talk about, oh well, Slowing that's what they down. did. Yeah. Like they only scored one touchdown on the ground. Julian Edelman was the MVP. There you go. That's simple. Steve, can we get you real quick if you can make it quick, Steve? And then we, um, because you've been on hold for a second. Steve, talk to us. I can I can make it quick. Talk I, to I us, brother. Two points. You kick the extra point. They go ahead. Your defense is the best team. On the field, yes. we win 17-16. No problem there. The okay. other part is you have to understand Brable has a strong personality. He likes a run game. He likes defense. Right. J-Rob's going to have to hold his head and say, look, I'm getting an offensive coordinator that is stronger and going to look at you and say, shut that mm up. Ooh. I'm going to run these plays. Yeah. I like it, Steve. And until that happens – it's going to be run. It's going to be defense. So uh, okay. So I think Steve answered the question. He said, "If J. Rob isn't the guy to to make make that hire, then to me it's going to be up to Vrabel." And guess what that is, Babs? That's Titans football. Is what we'll be playing. So I I I, I agree with you, Steve. Somebody got to pull the trigger. Oh, BB, what'd you just send us? So did. Is this Titans football? So two years in a row, the Titans have ended the season on an interception. Baltimore playoff game at home. The pass was intended for Khalif Raymond, who is not wide receiver one or two. This year, <laughs> it the is season, actually not on the team anymore. Yeah, this year the season ends on an interception, which is intended for Nick Westbrook. Nick Westbrook Aquina again, not wide receiver one or two. That's not Titans football. Mm-mm. Those, no. those call that those that that's not Titans. Football. No, it's not. That is not Titan football. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, uh, your guy gonna join us. Yeah, man. David Sutter will be on the line. Tune in, man. Nashville legend right here hopping on, going into Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. Let's hear about his journey when we get back. And if you're on the line, we will get you Stay at right the there. start of the 5 o'clock hour. We'll continue this conversation. We'll also jump into some of the games this weekend. You got a parcel coming? Uh, I might have some better than that. Oh, let's go. Okay. Stick around. This is 3HL 104.5 The Zone. Welcome back into 3HL, people. What's happening? It is Trash Talk Friday. BB came back with it, man. That's how you you bounce back. A little smooth groove on a nice little Friday. And guess what, man? You are joined with me, Ron Slade, Don Davenport, BB behind the glass. Brent Daughter is not in. He's not available right now. He's just running around. Um, But with that smooth tune, man, we got a guy right here, man. Nashville great, Nashville legend. My guy, man, mentor, man, and some more stuff added on to it, man. David Suttoth, man. Dave Suttoth, man. <laughs> My dude, man. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. How you doing, brother Slay? I'm doing good, man. So, hey, dude, like, when I when I, when I I heard um, Lucas Panzica hit me up when I producers of the show and was like, man, did you see David Suttoth got in, uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame? I'm like, what? Sud? Who? What Sud? Man, and so I immediately went on, you know, you got to go on social media to make sure it's all true, you know So so I went on there and saw that, man. I said, oh, I got to reach out to my dude, man. Man, I'm telling you, man, I got chills right away and automatically, dude, when I say happy, I can't can't explain the joy, man. That's a hell of an achievement, man. That's to be recognized to go down Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame, man, being right here from Tennessee, having that impact. And then what people don't know, 
the impact you had on me, we're going to be able to dive in that in a second. But, yeah. man, what did yeah. that mean to you, man? And how did they surprise you with it? Did you know about it? I, you know what? This started about two years ago. Yeah. Okay. And so um, Greg Ruff, who's over at Trevecker, I mean, at Trevecker, he kind of put stuff out there. And then I said, look, I'm not going to advocate for it. If mm-hmm. this is what you want to do, you go ahead and do it. I feel some kind of way about that. You know, right. if you're nice, you got Taylor body, you're, you're nice. People would tell it for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So two years now, fast forward to now, he said, David, come to Trevecker. We're going to recognize you and another young lady who were all Americans and put up numbers. I said, cool, no big deal. I, I love coming back to the hill. I see my professors, my old teammates and, and classmates. Cool. Mm-hmm. So last night, I'm there. I got my frat brother there. I got my family there. And in the middle of the ceremony, this guy comes out there. I have no idea who he is. Yeah. But Ron, I walked past him like three or four times since I've been on the hill. Like when I got there, come to find <laughs> out this guy is the executive director of the Hall of Fame. Had no idea who he was. During the ceremony, he said, David, we not only got three guys from Nashville who are in the Hall of Fame, you're going to be number four. Yeah. <laughs> and I lost it. Yeah. Like, oh, my goodness. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, and then come to find out, they had been working on this. Well, I was going to be in the Hall of Fame in December. They knew in December. Wow. I'm going to tell you why December is so special. I had a heart attack in, in December. Uh-huh. What? Yep. I had... I had a hip replacement surgery, and during the surgery, my hip dislocated, and it called the blood clot. Wow. Okay? So luckily, I was in the hospital when, when I had the heart attack. You see what I'm saying? Wow. And so I stayed in the hospital six days. Fast forward to all those emotions. Like, man, in December, it could have been gone. Dr. Yeah. Taylor said, you, you could have died. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And those are strong words. I don't hear it every day. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And he told me that, man. He told me, my brother, that I damn near passed out. You know what I'm saying? Because, man, because I didn't feel no pain. Yeah. My heart didn't hurt. It's just like when they say it's an attack, it sneaks up on you. And that's exactly what it is. It wow. attacks you out of nowhere. Wow. And so fast forward to last night, Greg told me, hey, man, in December, we knew you was in the hall, but I couldn't tell you. Now I'm starting thinking. I had a heart attack, all this other stuff. So, man, I'm just blessed that last night happened, wow. man. You know, wow. it's just awesome. Hey, man, dude, congrats, man. I'm talking about what we got on the line, people. 3,000 points scored at Trevecca. Second member of this class, along with Javon Kurtz going in. Three-time NAIA, All-American, all-time leading score at Trevecca. 3,000 like, points. Yeah. Like, do you know how many points? Yeah, 3,000 points in a career? Yeah. <laughs> to me, that means that man can't pass. But, you know what I mean? I, you know, I ain't going to say much about that. You know what I mean? no, hold on, Ted. You, you can respond to him on that. Go ahead. I'll give you the floor for that. Here's the thing about that. See, see Ron, Ron, Ron knows this better than anybody. It's level to it. Okay? Yeah. yeah. I had 3,004 points. And I'm going to give you some history. Mm-hmm. John... Uh, uh, Hutchison mm-hmm. and uh, what's not not Philip Hutchison, John, John Pearson, Philip Hutchison, yeah, John Pearson, Philip Hutchison. Well, Philip has forty one hundred points, I believe. Wow, and John Pierce have close to forty three hundred points. Goodness, so that then look, you talk about three thousand, yeah, yeah, yeah. forty one hundred. I don't know the numbers, yeah, but they, I think John Pierce is number one in all of basketball. That's over Magic, Kareem, Michael Jordan. Uh, uh, I mean, anybody yeah. you thought was good, mm-hmm. they got more points than these guys. Yeah, all-time lip school so, greats right there. 
all time. And then you're talking about he got more points than uh, uh Pete Maravich. Yeah. Pete. Yeah. And he averaged 44. 44 yeah. <laughs> yeah. See? Yeah. So, but, but, but to his defense, they didn't have no three-point line. He was all two. Uh-huh. See? So that's even more context. Yeah. So, yeah. So when you say I shot a lot, no, <laughs> they shot, shot a lot. lot. Yeah, forty-four <laughs> points, only two. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> hey man, I had to get you on, man. We're gonna bring you back in the summer when we get you in the studio. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But we can really talk. Oh, oh you got hold some on. Maps. I know we're I know we're going okay. over here, but right. hang on. I'm now. fine with it. I'm fine with it. So yeah. Slay said you were one of his mentors. Yes. And he distinctly remembered a time where mm-hmm. you had to kind of put him in his place. <laughs> yeah. I, we we just need your side of the story of having to put a very oh, young sleigh in his place <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Let me say this. It, 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 it's the word that you, the phrase you just say, young sleigh. <laughs> yeah. The other thing, and we talked about levels, mm-hmm. rarely can a young fella beat an old guy. Mm-hmm. See, mm-hmm. sleigh was 16 yeah. at 6'8, six, 6'9. Six, I was 28, 29, still trying to play professional basketball. So yeah. it's levels to it. And mm-hmm. so he was trying to learn the game. I had already learned the game to a certain point. Mm-hmm. And so coming from where he come from, he's brash, yeah. he's talkative, but that's the neighborhood. That's mm-hmm. the school. That that's the culture. They don't right. mean nothing by it. Right. But right. if you look at the history of Pearl Cone, they were good at track. It was good in girls basketball, mm-hmm. so they had a reason to be a little a little cocky. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. You're talking about your young lady. Teens wouldn't even play pearl cone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how good Facts. they were. Yeah, they yeah. wouldn't even come to the hood to play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because the you know they mess with your mind when you come to pearl cone because it's one way in and one way out, and the neighborhood comes out. Slayer tell yep. you. <laughs> yeah. on Friday night, everybody and their grandmama come out. The OGs come out. The yeah. old players come out. Yeah. So when me and Slay play they were so good i had to bring grown men in to practice. To practice. <laughs> wow. grown men yeah. 25 and 30 year old men and so the play he's talking about <laughs> slay tried to dunk on me <laughs> at 16 yeah. at, at 16 but here's the thing it's the last time he did this mm-hmm. so hard to the rim mm-hmm he saw my size at six two. Well, I can kind of go up easy. Well, I knew Slay. I had to jump as hard as I could. And I probably fouled him. I probably smacked his hand or something. I poked him in the belly button. Ain't no telling. But I blocked him, and he said, "Man, that's never gonna happen again." And look at his career. Every time he got in the foot in the paint, he tried to break the rim. So we would talk about life, mm-hmm. staying away from certain people, mm-hmm. getting your work done, yep. all that stuff. Is really why he is the person he is today. Not just me, yeah. But if you look at Pearl Cone, there's a lot of guys that came back to help the young guys. Yeah. You know, it just for some reason that part of town has talent. They yeah. they go in baseball, football, yep. they go to the pros, yep. they start businesses, yep. they raise families, they do a lot of good things, and that's what should be told. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hey man, salute. Oh, no salute for that, man. Like that I, I'm great. telling you, man, this is this was when it was different in, in Metro. And hopefully yes. you can get back to that point, man. Like he was he went to Maplewood. Like he didn't have no reason to help out with us. You know what I mean? Calvin Peters, Avery Patton, who's at the East, like all, right. all of these right. people, man, like they, they had no reason to help out. But that's what it was about. A collective unit trying to raise each and every one of us, especially when you right. had some talent and they could reach back. So salute to you for that, man. I'm so happy yeah. for you, dog. Going into Thank the hall, you. man. I I I'm gonna make sure some 
somehow, if I got to sneak in the side door, I'm going to be there somehow, some way to make sure I see that, man. Salute, man. I love you, brother, man. Keep on too, pushing, man. dog. We'll wrap yeah, yeah, We'll wrap later on. All right, brother. Peace, man. Y'all be good. Thanks, sir. Yep. Congratulations to hey, him. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yes. Yep. Tennessee Hall of Fame. How yeah, about man. that? 3,000 points. Man. And see, what he, didn't, mm. what he didn't tell you in that story, too, at the end of it. He was being nice. Yeah, he was being He, he was, was taking care and, of you. But it, it was right. And like he said, you had so many different conversations off the court. Not only that one, but that right there is what, when he caught me and put, he didn't tell, he put me on the mat. With my my feet off the ground, with his, with his forearm up under my throat, you know what I'm saying. But I'm looking at it like, man, this man crazy. But I had to be in check, like, oh, this man grown too. Yep. I don't care how bad I am, ain't nobody coming to help. It's me and him, and he'll grizzly bell. I ain't gonna win this at that time. So, man, we'll get into that this in this summer, man, when we bring him back on. But a lot more story to that, man. That's my man, man. Salute to him. I'm super happy for him, man. Love it. Very, yeah. very cool. Well deserved. Obviously, no well deserved honor. No uh, joining uh, Javon Curse, who we need yeah. to get on the show yeah. as well. Freak, I'm looking for you. Come on, Freak. Looking for you too. All right, five o'clock hour. A bunch of people have stayed on hold to talk about this Titans offense. Todd Downing, Ryan Tannehill. We'll jump into that. Mark Mariani will also join us in the five o'clock hour. Maybe a blood in the water pick for yeah. this weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. Who was it that was asking about talk gambling and numbers? We'll yeah, do that on the other somebody. side. Salute, big son. Yes. Yes, stick around. 3HL 104.5 The Zoom.